Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the impact of construction cost savings on rental affordability. The narrative among tenants' rights groups is that landlords are just out there getting rich and exploiting tenants. Developers need to be building more affordable housing. In Canada, the government in the province of Ontario has finally been recognizing that the cost of housing is linked to a few inexorable facts. Number one, the cost of rental housing is partly a function of supply and demand. If there's too many impediments to increasing supply, then the price of rental housing is going to go up. Number two, the cost of new construction that meets the building code is determined by the cost of materials, the cost of labor, the cost of land, and the cost of development charges or impact fees that the municipalities charge to the developers. Cities have been progressively implementing more and more bureaucracy when it comes to new development applications. My home city of Ottawa requires a long list of deliverables. They require almost the entire project to be detailed, to be fully designed. The city requires the envelope of the building. That's pretty standard. But not only that, they require shadow studies, wind studies, noise studies, traffic studies, utilities reports, school loading, public transit impact, bicycle storage ratios, parking ratios, amenities, meeting affordability criteria, and the list goes on and on and on. But it's not just my home city. Many other cities with affordability issues have been implementing more and more bureaucracy and are meeting similar hurdles. One of the goals of the new legislation is to reduce the time required to get a new development application approved. That means reducing bureaucracy and lowering the barrier to new supply entering the market. That will eventually lower costs for developers and eventually create a more affordable equilibrium. Municipal impact fees, or what we often call development charges, can vary widely and they directly affect affordability. These fees are designed to pay for infrastructure like roads, schools, utilities, public transit that are forced to expand as a result of growth. Our development company, Y Street Capital, recently went through a detailed analysis of the relationship between development cost and rent. The results were a little surprising, so I thought I would share those results with you, the listening audience. Understand that the math behind all of these calculations is complex and there's dozens of variables. These variables include, of course, the cost of construction, the cost of capital, the expense ratio for the specific building, the market rents in the local area, just to name a few. We found that very simple calculation can also approximate these results, and that's what we're going to review today. The government of Ontario is proposing, in their latest draft legislation, to reduce these development charges in exchange for developers creating more affordable housing units. Affordable units are those where the rent does not exceed 30% of 80% of the area median income. Attainable units are those where the rent doesn't exceed 30% of household income. And we have yet to see a full interpretation of exactly what that means in terms of rent. But what we do know is that average market rents in the area are much, much higher than affordable rents. What we calculate is whether the savings in building affordable apartments with these development fees removed is enough to justify the lower rent. If the lower rent is more than the cost savings would justify it, well, there's no reason to be tied into lower affordable rent constraints. Stated differently, how much would the development cost need to reduce in order to justify those affordable rents? Well, we crunched the numbers for one of our development projects where the potential exists to save $14,445 
in impact fees for a one-bedroom apartment and up to $20,332 in impact fees for a two-bedroom apartment. We're going to use the market cap rate to determine the value of the rent and compare that with a decrease in cost with the government incentive. If you assume that 100% of the cost savings goes towards funding rent savings, then you can calculate how much that rent is worth in terms of building value. Simply put, if the cap rate for the building is at 5%, then a $14,445 decrease in cost could enable a monthly reduction of $60.18 in rent, all other things being equal. The question is, is a reduction of only 60 bucks a month to move an apartment from market rate category into affordable, is that going to work? If not, then why would you accept the constraints of affordability? Why would you accept that reduction in impact fees only to have your hands tied in rent for the next decade or more? Now, in our market, a one-bedroom apartment would need to rent for $1,535 to be considered affordable. That same apartment at market rates would command more than $2,000 a month. That's a difference of $465 a month in rent between market rate and affordable. And that's a lot more than the $60 a month the math says we should accept for the development tax incentive. I totally understand the thinking that went into the government incentive. Create an incentive and the development community will jump at the savings. But the problem is, I don't think anyone in government made the simple cap rate calculation to value the construction cost savings to the developer. See, the problem with new construction is that there's a minimum rent that's required to pay back that investment. And if you can't pay back that investment, you're not going to add that new supply to the market. The project will never get off the ground. The building will not get built. No developer would ever take the incentive if that was the only incentive. There would need to be much, much more in order to entice a developer to create new affordable housing. If you can buy older housing stock at much less than construction cost, well, that's a completely different story. Maybe you have a shot at delivering affordable housing. But if the cost of construction can't repay the investment, an incentive with strings attached that doesn't work financially is not an incentive at all. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.